Propane Wildcats. So welcome to Jefferson Sports Talk. Tonight we've got a great episode planned. We've got special guest Coach Chris Elmore of the Fort Payne football program, Coach Austin Pinnell of the Fort Payne wrestling program, and special guest Tyler Van of the Sylvania Rams. So don't go anywhere, stick around, and we'll be right back after this short commercial break. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1965, with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Ider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need just like me. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Go Welcome back to Jefferson Sports Talk. Uh, joining with us now is Coach Chris Elmore, the Fort Payne Wildcat football program. Coach, we opened up regional play last week, uh, got off to a 1-0 start. How important is that to you and the football program to get off to 1-0 start on area and region play? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously every region game is big. And, um, you know, I've said this before, we're in a six-team region, whereas you know, a lot of people in the state are in seven and eight-team regions. So, I think when you're in a six-team region, there's only five region games, and that means everyone's that much more important. You can't afford to, to drop any, any particular one and uh, need to win every game you can, obviously. And uh, so it's big to get that first win and, and kind of get on the, on the top end of the region, so to speak, as we, uh, as we start the season. Now, last week we played on Thursday night, and I know sometimes maybe as the head coach, how does it scare you getting out of that normal routine uh, and, and not having the normal week to prepare? Yeah, you know, of course, I'm the one that did it to myself. This one was one I wanted to play on Thursday for a variety of reasons. And um, so I, we've played several of Thursday games over the years and, and the years I've been coaching. And I don't know that I've found the perfect schedule yet as far as how to prepare for a Thursday game. Um, you know, we've done it before. We brought the kids in on Sunday. We've we've done it before. We took a, took a day out. We've done it before. We tried to combine days. And I don't know. I don't know if I found the right one. I don't think I really had the right one last week. We didn't have a great Wednesday practice, and I think that was a, uh, in relation to kind of how I set it up. I thought we uh, had a really good Tuesday practice, but then our Wednesday wasn't, wasn't so good. And uh, So anyway, I, I'm still trying to tinker with that and figure out how to uh, find a better way to, to practice on a short week. And uh, There probably isn't a perfect answer, but you just try to do the best you can to get the players prepared. I, and I do believe, you know, leaving them off all weekend is, is what's best for them. And so we didn't change that. And Try to basically, you know, combine four days into three is what we tried to do, and uh, uh, did the best we could with that. But I thought we played really well Thursday night, so I think that's more just to credit our kids being ready to play on a Thursday, uh, and not necessarily how we planned, uh, but more of that to them just being ready to show up and play on a Thursday night. And on the, the flip side of that, well, you know, you lost the game to pre or lost the day to prepare, but you gained one for this week. And how important is that in a sport that's so physical? As football is, you've got that extra day off for the guys. Yeah, and I think that was kind of the, the plan, is to, is to have another day to prepare for, for what, what's going to be another big region game this week. And uh, uh, this time, even though I only played three games, when you play three games, you're, you're beat up already a little bit. And, uh, and then, you, of course, you had the jamboree, you play three and a half games. And so I thought getting an extra day just, to, just for our kids to rest and uh, recover uh, from, from that start of the season was, was big for us. And we came back in, I thought, Monday, uh, you know, a little fresher, a little more, uh, you know, motivated to start a Monday practice. And they've had a really good week of practice. And I think that's a direct result of essentially giving them kind of three days off after that Thursday game, uh, hopefully kind of recharge everybody's batteries as we go into a, to a big game this week. Yeah. Another big offensive performance from another night. You know, it seemed like it took a series or two to kind of maybe get adjusted to the, the size and speed or what they were doing defensively. But once 
the points started falling, they added up pretty quickly. Yeah, we were, you know, I've said this several times, uh, we were very concerned about, about their defense. They had two defensive ends or have two defensive ends that are uh, very, very talented. Uh, and, and two defensive tackles were very talented. So we knew their pass rush would be, uh, would be difficult. And, uh, you know, the good thing was they didn't, they didn't necessarily blitz a lot of linebackers, so that helped us some. But those four, just trying to protect against those four guys was, was a challenge. And early in the game, uh, they got pressure on us, sacked us on the first play, got a, a tip to pass early in the game. And, you know, luckily our, the screen pass to Caden, I thought settled everything down a little bit. He made a big play and scored and, and uh, got us a 10 to nothing lead. And then, you know, really the rest that happened to me was just in relation to our special teams and defense. I think we kept getting the ball, you know, on the plus side of the field. We got it on the, on the 21 time. I think we got it on the 25 one time. And, you know, if you keep getting the ball down on that there into the field, you're going to score more points. And so uh, that was really more the direct relation to, to us scoring a lot was, was how well we played on special teams and how well we played on defense. And uh, uh, had we not done that, I don't think we'd have scored near as many points because – they were difficult to, to block. They were very difficult to block and pass protect against. But uh, you know, as the game wore on and as they got a little tired, we did a little bit better as the game went and, and uh, made some plays in the in the passing game as as uh, as that pass rush slowed down some. And with the way the game unfolded, the starters really essentially played a half a game. And mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of guys that show up every day and mm-hmm. work you know work really hard at practice and. How important is that to them and to the program for them to get, you know, log some Friday night minutes? Yeah, you know, we've got several guys that are that are real close to being, you know, in there every play, and we tell them that every week. You, you just never know when somebody in front of you gets hurt or somebody in front of you gets sick, and uh, and then all of a sudden you go from playing, you know, 10, 12 plays a game to all of a sudden you're playing 50 plays a game. And, and so that was an opportunity to get a lot of those guys in in the second half and give them some uh, some valuable minutes. Uh, obviously, we weren't running the exact same offense as we do early because you're so far ahead. That's always the dilemma uh, for me is you, you want to keep running what you do, but you know you don't ever want to, to be unkind to somebody when you're up 50-something to, to seven or whatever it is. You don't want to be throwing the ball all over the field. So uh, that's a little bit of a challenge. You want to see those, especially those receivers that are your next guys up. You'd like to see them get a little bit more uh, quality action as far as being able to catch passes and stuff, but it's just difficult to do that. But I thought it was really good for our defensive guys, our offensive line. Uh, all those guys were able to go in there and get some some good minutes against their starters because they never you know, they don't really have enough depth to take their guys out. So we played against their starters pretty much the whole game, uh, and I thought it was a good chance for those guys to get in there and get some opportunities uh, and get on film and show what they can do. Because again. Uh, you know, you just never know when you're, you're the, uh, it changes every season. You hope the injuries never happen, uh, and hopefully this will be a year we don't have hardly any injuries. But when one does happen, you've got to be ready to put the next guy up, and hopefully that gave us a chance to, to get those guys some experience. Absolutely. We're going to take a short break, and we come back. We'll continue with Coach Elmore as well as the, uh, the players of the week from this past week. Welcome to Builder Supply Company, your trusted partner for all your construction and home improvement needs. At Builder Supply, we're more than just a store. We're your neighbors, friends, and fellow community members. From high quality lumber to the latest power tools, we have everything you need to bring your visions to life. Our experts are always ready to assist you in finding the perfect solutions for your project. Builder Supply Company, your building partner, your community, your success. Just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. 
equal housing lender member FDIC. Go Wildcats! Welcome back to Jefferson Sports Talk. We now have some very special guests with us uh, this week. Uh, and we're now joined by the players of the week uh, from the May Jemison game. Coach Elmore, will you introduce the, the guys to us? Yeah, to my right is our uh, special teams player of the week, Hunter Goza. Uh, to his right is uh, Mr. Dependable for us, our, our center, Jordan Wright. Um, to his right is our offensive player of the week, who also plays quite a bit of defense for us, uh, Katie DuBose. And then over here uh, is Mason Chandler, our defensive player of the week, who plays defensive end for us. Yeah, and Kate, we'll start with you. Um, obviously, as Coach said, you play a little offense, that's some defense now. And, and so he already mentioned that, that screenplay early in the game kind of busted the game wide open, allowed us to settle in. How important was that for us? And is that something you guys focus on offense each week to go out there and get a fast start? Um, yes, sir. I think that was uh, really important for us to set the uh, tone offensively early and uh, make opposing teams have a game plan harder, not just on one player, but on the whole offense. Right, and the offense as a whole has got to a red-hot start. You've had a huge part in that, both rushing, uh, both receiving. Um, how has that led to kind of motivation during practice for you guys? Is that something you kind of look at and go, we want this to continue, and we know we got to keep working super hard every week? Oh, yes, sir, that's really important to us, uh, not to uh, not be complacent during practice. You know, we continue to want to perform at the level we want to go and continue to work hard at practice. Right. Big, uh, big uh, reason week uh, this week with the Gaston City Titans. What's kind of been the mindset in the locker room? Uh, just don't take a play off because a play could be uh, that play could be the difference in whether or not we win or lose the game. Just don't take anything for granted. Yeah, absolutely. Mason, defensive player of the week uh, this week. Um, you, you've kind of gotten better each week. I know we're already in game three, but you know, young guy, sophomore. Do you think just logging those reps on varsity has kind of helped you kind of get more comfortable and you settled in now and you found a kind of role Friday night, you just kind of cut it loose and play? It definitely helps, uh, especially playing as a freshman last year. It definitely helped me get prepared for this year. And I feel like just getting more reps with the defense and the coaches allowed me to play more comfortable and do my job. And the better I do my job, it allows people behind me to do their job to the best they can. Yeah, and, and like Coach Lewis said, we talked about Caden kind of opening up for the offense. I think you really set the tone defensively. You had a huge play um, early in the game. You know, you, you busted through the line of scrimmage and got to the quarterback. You had five tackles for them were tackles for a loss. Uh, so what was it about that that, you know, what were they doing or what were you doing that night that kind of allowed you just to kind of wreak havoc on the, on the offense of May Jimson? We talked about it all week that this wasn't going to be a team that we can just let have any time, any room for air. So for the coaches to tell me that we're going to start off to a hot spot, I definitely got Millie prepared to come in and try to get as hard a start as we can. I feel like that that definitely started off the defense with some momentum and it took away a lot of May Jimson momentum and helped us play the best we can and get it up. Absolutely. Hunter, special teams player of the week. You also play a lot of minutes on defense for us. And so, you know, some people might overlook the role of I go out and play special teams, you know, but we know how important that is, you know, but it takes a different kind of person to go down there full speed to tackle somebody or to take on a full speed guy that you got to go in and block him. But you take pride in that. What is it about that that makes you just you know, continue to work and take so much pride in doing that and doing that elite level? I love having the opportunity to uh, show my talents, giving 110% at full speed being able to show I'm not scared to hit anybody, giving it all I got. Absolutely, and it shows up when you're out there. There's no doubt about it. 
Jordan Wright, Mr. Dependable. I think over the last two years, it could probably be said about you every single week uh, that Jordan Wright is going to show up and do the same thing every single day, and there's a lot to be said about that. That's something that you take a lot of pride in, isn't it? Yes, sir. I just uh, I think it's really important to be consistent every day um, in everything that I do, whether it's in the weight room or at practice or even outside of football in, the, um, in school or in class or whatever. Right. On our offense, you know, we, we've talked about the success the offense has had. Really, probably about 50% of them had not played a lot of varsity or any varsity uh, reps coming into this year. You're one of the guys that are returning starters. How much of that have you you've done to use that experience to kind of help lead this team this year, especially in the difficult moments, just kind of settle everybody in, just drawing from your experience in the past? Well, yes, sir. Of course, um, playing last year helps with managing the motion and stuff during the game, but I just feel like even more important is um, my experience, just knowing the plays, knowing the checks, knowing the protections, you know, um, that just helps me on the field to play to my best ability. Absolutely. Guys, thanks for coming. A great job. Congratulations on, on winning the, the awards from, from last week. And, Coach, I know uh, Thursday night it wasn't hard just to go ahead and flip the script and, and, and look ahead to the Gaston City Titans. Anybody that knows anything about football doesn't need much of an introduction to those guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, you, if you've been around this part of the state for, for very long, that you know, whether they're Gadsden City or whether they're, you know, years ago Gadsden High or even when they were Emma Sansom and Litchfield, all those different schools that combined, uh, they've always been synonymous with good football programs and uh, had a lot of great teams over the years. And, you know, obviously when Gadsden City dropped back down to 6A a couple years ago, uh, kind of changed the landscape in 6A in North Alabama. That went from a team that had been predominantly a 7A team for, for many years and, you know, had struggled a little bit, but obviously they, their region is very, very difficult down there with the Birmingham teams, and uh, uh, they may have struggled some here and there, but they also, there was one year they made it all the way to the semifinals in 7A, so, you know, obviously a great program, and, and Coach Ali Smith's been down there for, for several years. He played at Emma Sansom himself, and uh, he, he's done a great job with their defense, and now he's the head coach, and uh, uh, when they dropped into 6A into our region, we knew it was going to be a big challenge when we played them, and and it was last year, and it will be this year. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a difficult game, but uh, you know, you, 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 if you want to if you want to be the champion of the region, you got to you got to be able to beat the best teams in the region. And that's kind of what we've been saying is that uh, we don't have to we don't have to step up to the challenge and go in there and uh, play the best we can play and see what happens. Of course, you don't know it at this time, and we didn't know it at this time last year. But this game essentially came down to the region championship, and you know, there's a lot of much improved teams in our region. We still got a lot of teams left to play, but how important is it to kind of Knowing that in the back of your mind, as far as big picture region standings and playoff seedings and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think anybody that would look at our region would say, obviously, they're the team to beat every year, and, and I think this year's no different than uh, than any other one. And uh, and that's no no disrespect to, to Lee or, or Hazel Green or Buckhorn, who we still have left to play. But um, you know, Gaston City was the champion last year, and they and they you know essentially kind of walked away with it. You know, our game was close for a while, but most of the games they played last year in the region were were not close, and. Uh, and they won the region kind of handily. So I think to, to be able to uh, have a chance to be the region champ, you got to beat them first. If you can't beat them, uh, then you basically fall behind two games because now you not only do they got to lose uh, uh, really once, they really got to lose twice for you to get back ahead of them in the tiebreaker situation. So uh, it, it's a big game, and it's, I know it's a big game for them, I'm sure. They're, they're probably saying some of the similar things uh, that we are, but uh, you know they, they are right now the team that has got all the uh, momentum in our region. And, you know, of course, we've never beaten them as Gadsden City. and. Uh, uh, they know that they beat us three years in a row, and uh, their kids are confident, I'm sure. And uh, but we, you know, we're we're excited for the opportunity. I think that's what we, we've said all week is that you know, great moments come from great opportunity, and all you, all you want in life sometimes is to have a chance. And 
and we're going to have a chance, and we're going to go down there and see what happens. And, uh, you know, the, the old saying, all you can do is all you can do. But uh, we're going to try to do all we can do and, and, and see how it works out for us. In the past, yes, the city's always had some really talented players. And this year, there's there's no shortage of them on both sides of the ball. Who are some of the guys that, that we've really focused in on, on offense and defense for them? Well, you know, I think the guy who gets probably the most attention, uh, just mainly, not mainly, but partly because of his name, but also partly because of how great a player he is, is, is Drake or Patrick. Uh, obviously, his dad was a great NFL player and played at Alabama. And, and Dre Jr. now has got a uh, – he, he's committed to Alabama as well. So uh, he probably gets a lot of their notoriety, I'm sure, and, he, and, and deservedly so. Great player on defense. Uh, been, that, been a great player on defense for three years for him. Uh, and now he's really adding some dynamic stuff to him in the return game. Really, really an elite punt returner and kick returner. So, you know, he's a guy that, you know, when he's around the ball, you, you're concerned as a coach. And if he touches the ball, you're very concerned as a coach. So uh, he, he kind of leads their defense. And, uh, but they've really, really, really improved on offense this year. They're, they're back healthy. They've been, they've been a little banged up for the last couple of years. We've played them at quarterback, but they're healthy. The, the Waldrop kid is a quarterback. And they're playing three quarterbacks, but he's kind of their starter, and, and he kind of makes them go. And, um, and then they've got two really good uh, running backs and, and the Worthy kid and the Yao kid. And that's, that's been the big change to me from last year is they, uh, you know, two years ago they had a really good running back as well. And last year they were still kind of searching for running back a, l a little bit. But this year they're, they're really well coached in the offensive line. The running backs run hard. And the quarterback can not only throw it well, but he can keep it and run it himself. So it, it's a big challenge. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to have to be very good defensively to, to be able to contain them. And they scored a lot of points this year also themselves. Every game they've played. They scored a lot of points, so, uh, you know, we look for, for, for a big challenge from them on, on really all three phases, and uh, uh, we're just going to have to go down there and, and try to try to contain their best players the best we can. You're never going to stop them, but you want to try to contain them the best you can and, and uh, try to eliminate as many mistakes as we can. Right, and I know last time we talked, you know, we were going on the road to Edouard, and you were really uh, wanting to encourage Phil to show up, and I think we had a pretty good crowd at Edouard, and I know that as we go down there tomorrow night in a, in a tough region matchup, how important is it for the students, the faculty, and our community supporters to kind of travel down I-59 with us and come out and support us? Yeah, I hope we have a big crowd. We did have a really good crowd at Edouard. Um, you know, the, the last time we went to Gadsden City, which was three years ago, I think we played on a Thursday night because of some impending rain on Friday, so didn't have much of a crowd that night, but, but hopefully on a Friday night. I know we got boom days in town this weekend, but uh, I don't think all the big concerts are till Saturday, so maybe everybody can still get down to Gadsden tomorrow night and uh, and watch the game. But uh, uh, I think they'll see an exciting game if they can get down there. This will be the last game we play, you know, for two weeks. We have a bye week next week, and so uh, be the last time we're in action here for two full weeks. So I hope everybody can make the trip down there and, and, and pack that side of the stands. And uh, they got a great atmosphere to play. There, there's no. Uh, uh, there's no track around the field, which I always kind of enjoy stadiums like that because it feels like the, the fans are on top of you a little more. And they've got a big home side, and I know they'll be packed out, being being two and one right now in the, in the, in, on the season. And uh, if we could pack our side out, I think it'd be a great atmosphere for high school football, and it's going to be a great night for it. So uh, hopefully everybody can make it down there and see a great game. Yeah, well, Coach Elmore, Hunter, Caden, uh, Jordan, and, and Mason, thank you guys for joining us. When we return on Jefferson Sports Talk, we'll have Coach Tyler Van of the Savannah Rams. Passion, community, and the love for the game. That's what Southern Properties and Wildcat Football are all about. At Southern Properties, we don't just sell homes, we support dreams. Rooted in Fort Payne, just like you, Southern Properties is your local real estate partner. Utilizing cutting-edge technology, we make finding your dream home seamless and exciting. Join us in celebrating the community spirit. Support Wildcat Football with Southern Properties. From Southern Properties. Get Wildcat! 
Welcome to Builder Supply Company, your trusted partner for all your construction and home improvement needs. At Builder Supply, we're more than just a store. We're your neighbors, friends, and fellow community members. From high-quality lumber to the latest power tools, we have everything you need to bring your visions to life. Our experts are always ready to assist you in finding the perfect solutions for your project. Builder Supply Company, your building partner, your community, your success. Welcome to On The Gridiron. Can you describe those positions for me? Um, so I'm more of like a 
like a blocker on offense, just an extra guy there to help the help Aiden out. And uh, on defense, like I'm sure y'all know what a linebacker is, but it's the guy behind the D line, basically. No, just the guy that runs the ball. That's what I do. Okay, so on Friday nights, how do you get into the mindset for a big game? Um, so we're we're basically quiet the whole time, just you know thinking about like how, like the game plan, and you know going through scenarios in our head of how we're gonna execute throughout the game. Yeah. What gets you excited for a game on Friday nights? Um, just the fact that we're not having to hit each other at practice and we get to go out there and hit somebody else. Yes, I really am. I mean, it's good to hit another team. You know, just go out there and play against someone else. So how does the environment of your school get you ready for Friday nights? Um, so at Selenia, it's basically like a, it's like a big family. So uh, it makes you excited to go out there and show out for your family and make them proud, basically. Yes, I mean, everybody shows so much support. I mean, uh, I mean the fans, the student section, I mean, they're crazy. Okay, thank you guys. And this is Sylvania Football with FBC. Hi, I'm Reagan Mason here today with Sylvania Cheer. Okay, guys, so throughout the week, you know, you always get the players hopped up at the games and the fans, you get them motivated in the stands. But, you know, what gets y'all motivated? What is the thing that gets y'all hopped up? The players, like, throughout the week, like, us hopping them up just kind of hops up. Okay. And, um, you know, being cheerleaders, you do a lot of stuff that everyone doesn't really see. What are some things you do throughout the week that help you get prepared for the football game? Um, well, this week we were out on Monday, and so we decided to go ahead and have practice on Sunday. And that was for comp, and we realized we got two weeks this week, so we're going to have extra practices to get ready for a pep rally. Um, so the girls came in. They're always there, committed. Three or four days a week we're practicing and um, getting ready for those games, figuring out what we're going to do, the cheers, the – you know, crowd lean tears and those kind of things that girls jump ahead and add to it. Think of some things we do through the week to get ready. A bunch of sign work. Drawing and painting. Especially during like homecomings. Gotcha. So, um, wanted to ask y'all before we go, um, what are some of your favorite things about um, Friday nights, about the football games? Definitely seeing the crowd get into the game. Um, well, I like seeing people excited. Just the atmosphere itself is. Our student section is really awesome. And yes. So whenever the girls, um, it's always been a thing that they have a difficult time, like whenever they do crowd cheers for people responding. Well, we never have that problem anymore. Gotcha. We have such a huge student section, and their support means everything for the excitement of the team. The boys are excited about a great season this year, and so are we. And so just the whole, there's fan, the whole atmosphere that we have here at Savannah this year, um, it's just we're going to keep going farther and farther. We look forward to each week and getting better. Well, I look forward to y'all having a great season. Thank you, and go Rams. Thanks for watching The Gridiron.
Welcome back to Gershon Sports Talk. We're now joined with Sylvania Ram head coach Tyler Van. Coach, welcome to the show. I know y'all had a huge, huge game with Piedmont last year, uh, last week. After the way the last season kind of went, I know they're a very familiar opponent. You had to have that game circled on your schedule uh, from very early on. Oh yeah, it was uh, our guys. We had lost the last three to them. They're a really good football team. Um, but I was really proud of how we prepared in the week because, you know, we're a different team than we was last year. They're a different team than we were last year, so you really can't look back and, and play the game based off the past. You really got to prepare this week. And uh, we thought we were equivalent to them, um, so we thought, you know, the team that executes the best is going to win the football game. And we kind of put the past behind us and, and focused on this week, and I thought our guys did day by day, got better, um, and we executed the best on Friday night, and I think that's why we come out on top. But I was really proud of the effort and the way our guys played. Yeah, absolutely. I know game plan, you guys went in. You had a couple of big shot plays, pass plays down the field early on that really close to hitting, uh, and you guys just didn't connect on. But you guys just remained steady, didn't panic. Same as the game went on, you found a little power set that then your O-line and blocking backs just kind of took over the game. You had to be really proud of that. Yeah, I told them early in the week, I was like, I'm not sure how, how well we can just line up and they're not out of it because they're, they're good up front seven's really good. They're not bad on the back end. Uh, they just gave us a lot of man coverage type stuff. We felt like we could take shots. And uh, We did miss the one early in the game, uh, and then we missed a paid route. But uh, our guys play the next play. We talk about it all the time. It's in a play-by-play. It's behind you. You can't you continue to focus on that. And don't do anything for you. Good, bad, or ugly, let's play the next play. And our guys did that. And heavy set you talked about was actually put it in last week. I was, I was sitting there. On, it was Sunday night after we had met. I was like, man, we, need, we really need to go on package. And, um, so we put the coolies, two seniors at Sniffers, and uh, one at it. So I was really proud uh, to be able to run the ball, and Aiden Paul, and like I said, he did a really good job as well. But he'd be the first one to tell you he couldn't do it without the guys in front of him. Yeah, well, that was a great adjustment for a Sunday night oh, yeah. <laughs> idea. You just never know what's going to work when you're going to need right. it. But speaking of Aiden, he's got a ton of publicity this week, and rightfully mm-hmm. so. I think he carried it maybe 46 times. Speaks volumes about a kid who can just go and over and over knowing the play is going to end with contact and he never shied away from it and just kind of seemed like he got stronger as the game went on um you got to be super proud of him what what's he meant to your program you know over the last couple of years pretty steady force oh yeah he's a he's a junior this year um he's come a long ways he works hard in the weight room he actually we dealt with injuries last year uh, he was able to play through it and um, wasn't able to get under the squat rack much for for this past year with, with the injury he had so um, but he's able to come a long ways, gain some weight in the offseason. He runs about really hard. He runs squared. His shoulders are like it's hard. You can't teach it. A lot of guys struggle with keeping the shoulders squared around the scrimmage on the football. Um, he does a really good job of that. Um, and uh, really proud of him um, and where he's at right now. And he'll, he'll be the first one to tell you we've got to get better. we got a lot we got to get better at. Um, but I'm really proud of the way he's in the football Friday night. Yeah. And I know as big as Friday night was, you got to flip the page. You got because you know that you have an opponent lurking every week, and you want to celebrate that. But I know you you guys have probably done a great job of going. Now the focus remains on this. Kind of kind of highlight the rest of your season. You know who are the opponents we're, we're looking at, and kind of give us a, a little roadmap through the rest yeah. of the year. Oh, we play Ohatchee this week. We talked about they're a really good football team. I think they're ranked ten right now. We have to travel there. Um, really well-coached football team as well. Coach Finley does a really good job. They kind of they started out 0-3 last year. I think they won. They ended up making the playoffs late, and they rolled it over into this year, winning the first three games. So it's going to be a tough road test for us, but I'm really excited the way our guys uh, has turned the page. I mean, they come to work ready to go on Monday, kind of put that win behind us. Um, but, you know, the future, our region's tough. Um, we have, we go, we get Geraldine at home next week. 
and then we'll have Pisgah coming coming to our place week five, and they'll probably be undefeated. I would assume. I mean, a good chance to be, um, and they're ranked top two in two A. Um, and then then we have the bottom half of our schedule. We'll have Plainview, Hopes Bluff, um, the other region opponents, Glencoe and Westbrook, because finishes up our region. So our region, week in week out, you can lose any. Any Friday night in our region is really a physical football game every Friday night, so it's very important to prepare the right way as it would be anywhere, but it's very important to prepare the right way, take care of your bodies, and, and get ready. But then we finish it off week 10 uh, with five, so you know, don't get any easier in the non-region. Um, schedule's tough, but I think it prepares us if we're able to, to do what we're supposed to and, and make the playoffs. I think it prepares us well for the playoffs. Yeah, so. absolutely. No no break in the, any of no. those teams you mentioned right there. So you got to be on your game every every week. Mm -hmm. Congratulations on Appreciate a great it. start. And thank you for joining us today. Yes, when we come back, we'll be joined by Coach Austin Pinnell of the Fort Payne Wrestling Program. That's what Southern Properties and Wildcat Football are all about. At Southern Properties, we don't just sell homes, we support dreams. Rooted in Fort Payne, just like you, Southern Properties is your local real estate partner. Utilizing cutting-edge technology, we make finding your dream home seamless and exciting. Join us in celebrating the community spirit. Support Wildcat Football with Southern Properties. From Southern Properties. Yeah. Welcome back to Jefferson Sports Talk. We're now joined with uh, head wrestling coach, Austin Pinnell. Coach, welcome. Thanks Thank for joining you. us. Thank you for having us. How long have you been at Fort Payne as the, the head wrestling coach? Uh, this is my seventh year as the head coach, and then I've been on the staff for nine years, and obviously I, I graduated from here wrestling for Fort Payne when I was in school, so I've been around the Fort Payne Wildcats for a long time. Absolutely. And I know this isn't something you do by yourself, so who are your other uh, staff members? Uh, my other two assistants is Terrell Davis and Ethan Holbrook. You know, they're, them guys, they're, they're the most valuable part of that team. They, they take up a whole bunch of load off of me throughout the season, especially whenever, you know, we're still in football season and starting wrestling a little bit earlier. So those guys are, are the best. And all the kids love them, and we love them too. So. Yeah, I know the last couple of years you guys had some really great seasons and some exciting times, you know, I uh, follow along with you every day. Give us a, a recap of kind of last year. What were some of the highlights? Well, last year was very tough. You know, we uh, only had two seniors, so leadership roles weren't, weren't great. And then uh, had a ton of injuries and sicknesses and illnesses and stuff and kept a lot of guys off the mat. But uh, ended up allowing for a lot of young kids to kind of grow up as they got thrown to the wolves a little bit. Um, ended up winning our region. That was the first time in Fort Payne history that we were able to do that. Uh, made it to the second round of the dual tournament, and uh, that's another thing that was the first time accomplishment for us. 
ended up qualifying seven wrestlers for state and had three state placers with uh, Tucker Burkhead, who placed six, Carter Blaylock placed fourth, and uh, Parker Wilson placed six as well. So some improvements, a lot of young guys, a lot of young talent still flowing through the program. Absolutely, a lot of guys coming back and trending in the right direction. Uh, for sure. It seems like every time I ask you at school, you know, where are y'all going today? It's always some powerhouse of a wrestling program. I mean, you guys definitely don't shy away from anywhere or anybody. So who are some of the guys that you always make sure you wrestle? And I know you do it to, to kind of improve your program. Yeah, so uh, in wrestling, you know, you got to wrestle with toughest dudes out there for sure. Uh, that's how you get better. It's just doing that. But around our area, Scottsboro and Arab are notoriously very good. But, you know, the rest of them are in 5A, so we don't really compete with them a whole lot. Uh, outside of our uh, area in the 6A competition, we, we try to wrestle McAdory, who's the Penn State champs last year. Uh, Mortimer Jordan won it the year before that. Gardendale, they've won it, you know, three out of the last five years. You know, they're just super tough. And, and uh, around this area, there's just not a lot of um, wrestling. So none of the county schools have it, so we've got to travel. And, and you know, it makes a lot of late nights for us and our kids. But they always, they rise up to the challenge every time we uh we get on school base, so we go all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. And I know you said last year you, you were kind of slim on, on the seniors. Yeah. So who are some guys this year that are that are returning that you're kind of counting on to lead your program? So we got a lot of seniors this year. Um, one of them is going to be Hayden Davis. You know, he, he's been starting for us since he was an eighth grader. Uh, Kane Cowart's another one who's been, been around the program for a long time. Regan Snyder. He's been wrestling uh, for us on the varsity level since he's an eighth grader. Cooper Hillier's been around for forever. He started wrestling when he was a, a little bitty toddler. Bryson um, Bubbington, that's a newer face that's kind of came along, who's really going to show up and show out a little bit. And then uh, Aaron Wright's another one of our seniors that we got. And I know I'm missing a couple, but we got a ton of ton of those guys back and then a lot of underclassmen back, too, that are, are going to be very beneficial to our program. Right, right. And what what time of year, when does your season really get kicked up? Y'all wrestle from when's it start and kind of when is the bulk of the season happen? So in October is when we start actually practicing and then we'll start actually wrestling uh, middle of November and then December and January is our heavy months and then February is whenever the state tournament will be here and, and get rolling with that. Yeah. I know, speaking of state tournament, I know you, you've produced a, a state champion yeah. just really recently, and I, I think he's probably going on wrestling some college. You've got a, another guy maybe wrestling in college. Yeah. Can you give us an update on, on those? Yeah, so we got two uh, wrestling in college since my tenure here at Fort Payne. One of them, Cole Blaylock, he's down at Huntington wrestling D3. Uh, I talked to him yesterday, actually. He's looking to compete in the uh, 133-pound division there. And then another one is Riley Kuhn, who's at Queens University up in North Carolina. And they are transitioning from D2 to D1. So they are, uh, he's kind of getting his teeth beat in a little bit, but he, he's loving it and enjoying it. He's been around all summer with us, practicing and stuff. So uh, both those guys, you know, they make us as a program very proud. And, and uh, actually, uh, Riley Kuhn, as a red shirt, you know, as a junior, is going to be one of the team captains up there. So that's a big accomplishment that is awesome. That says a lot about the program. And wrestling is so unique. You know, you guys identify as a weight class. Yeah. You know, and so you always see this stuff on wrestlers. They got their, they're proud of their weight class and cutting weight and, and, and gaining weight. It's, it's, it's a unique situation with those guys. And I know we've got two 
of your, your leaders here. Tell us about the two guys you brought today. So I brought with us today uh, Carter Blaylock and Hayden Davis. Hayden is a uh, senior this year, returning state placer for us. Uh, unfortunately for him, he had a bad injury last year and had to be pulled out and uh, didn't get to finish the season out. But um, he's back stronger than ever this year. And then uh, we got Carter Blaylock with us as well. And he's just a sophomore this year, two-time state placer for us already. Um, looking for huge things out of him. Both of these guys uh, will break the 100-win record for us uh, Fort Payne. Carter has a chance, since he's been on varsity for so long, to, to have the all-time win record for uh, wins at Fort Payne High School on the varsity level. Both those guys are gonna step in and be leaders for us right off the bat. They won, and they, the kids look up to them, um, they, and they have ever since they were in middle school. So we're looking forward to their leadership this year and then setting the time for our program. Yeah, well guys, thank you for joining us today. As Coach said, neither one of you are new to this sport. Kind of both of you addressed this. So what does what the sport of wrestling mean to you, Hayden? You, Carter. Yeah, and it is such a unique sport. I mean, it's it's no hiding from it. It's it's one on one, man on man, and and I know both of you. You're not selfish individuals. You're team first guys, but. You, you, I'm sure you've got some individual goals. So what are maybe one of your individual goals and what are going to be, you know, the team goals for this year? Right. How about you, Carter? Absolutely. As with any sport right activity, there's a lot of memories that this creates, and, and I know you've had some highs. Uh, so what, what's been your best memory of Fort Payne wrestling so far? Good memories, good times. Yeah, it's a lot of great experiences with sports, especially the team aspect of it, hanging out with the guys for sure. Thank you, Carter Hayden, for coming. Coach Burnell, thanks for joining us. Best of luck to you guys uh, this year. I know um, big things are in store for you guys. Thank you for joining us uh, at another edition of Jefferson Sports Talk. We'll be back again the same time next week.